This week, our discussion is on communicating the gospel across cultures. You remember last week, we talked about two definitions of culture. Do you remember our layman's definition of culture? Culture is man, as men or human-made ways of responding to their environments in such a meaning. What about the other more technical definition of culture? This is one that includes people's values, beliefs, and worldview. The conceptual world in people's minds. This week we discuss some of the things we need to know and do in order to communicate effectively the gospel of Jesus Christ across cultures. Some things which we must do, we must identify with the old society by knowing the culture of the people. That is the first thing. When we go to our people, let us seek to identify with them, identify with their culture. As we said last week, a people's culture includes knowing their language, their beliefs, their values, their worldview. It is said that the carrier of a people's culture is their language. For example, as a young man, I remember an American missionary from Florida who spoke in our mother tongue. He impressed me more than any other in my early years. Many times you would see him sitting with the elders telling stories. He was one of us. He identified himself with Kenyans without losing his American identity. Secondly, we should all be beware of the blinding effects of ethnocentrism. The communicator's feeling of belief that his cultural values are the best. That is ethnocentrism. When we feel our way of life, our values are the best. Remember, there's a story told of a lady who always complained about her neighbor's clothes as she looked on them on the cloth lines through a glass window. Why did she complain? The clothes looked unclean. The situation was only changed when a visiting friend showed her it was due to her own uncleaned and the dirty window, uh, dirty window windows. So the issue was not our neighbor's clothes were not clean, but she was looking at our neighbor's clothes on the cloth line through dirty glasses. And she complained they were not clean. So it is important to be aware of our own ethnocentrism. It may be our own blindedness that we are not seeing the good in another culture. Cross-cultural Communicators should beware of this ethnocentrism. Number three, at the deepest level, we should make it our goal to plant the gospel seed at the heart of our culture. As already mentioned, the heart of any culture is the people's worldview. Our desire should always be to plant the gospel seed at the most fertile soil of our people's culture, which is their worldview. For example, in Kenya, I saw earlier converts of the gospel. Those who changed and dressed like the missionary, they attended church services regularly. However, in moments of sickness and calamity, they would sneak and consort the traditional medicine men. Such people had changed outwardly, but their inner allegiance of the heart remained unchanged. Their worldview, which is the heart of their culture, had not submitted to the Lordship of Christ. This is why communicating the gospel across cultures is critical to know 
a society's worldview. Number four, we should respect cultural diversity as we engage ourselves with other cultures without compromising our Christian values. What this means is that we should hold to the moral absolute of God's word and Jesus Christ as God's answer to man's problem. Hanging on and holding on to the authority of course, what is so important. Uh, if we do not base our authority in God's inspired word, on what basis do we challenge others to change behavior? If our authority is not God's word, then what we share with others, calling them to change their ways, is but our cultural human opinions. A few years ago, our daughter Joy was sharing the gospel to a group of high school students in Kenya. Part of, part of our presentation included reading from John 14, 6, when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. She said, the only way to know the true God is through Christ. And those without Jesus are lost forever. Immediately when she said that, a Muslim student shot up and said, are you saying that all the millions of people who follow Prophet Muhammad are lost? My daughter said, no, I did not say that. The Bible did. The Muslim boy was mad. What are we saying? Allow people to be mad with God and his word, not with us. Yes, we need to respect people's cultures while we gauge ourselves with their cultures without compromising our Christian values. And five, we should practice Paul's example of being like a Greek to win the Greeks as given in 1 Corinthians 9 verses 19 to 23. Paul talks about how he became a Greek, like a Greek to win the Greeks or like a Jew to win the Jews. I had a very interesting experience in my own country. When I went with other college students to share the gospel with an ethnic, an ethnic people we called the Kalajin in Kenya. During one of the days, we were served with milk, which looked blackish. In my home, among my ethnic people, I had never seen black milk, not even chocolate milk. So I looked at the milk, and my mind told me that I was in a big problem. I prayed in my heart about this problem immediately, as, it, as if it were a revelation, a clear voice in my heart told me, these people have been taking this milk for years, for centuries, and they never died. And with that, I took the black milk, and you, as you can see, I survived. Later, we were told that another group of students refused the milk. And the people told them, you refuse our milk? We also refuse your gospel. And this is why it is important to be sensitive to people's culture, to people's values, um, to practice being like them, to win them for Christ. It is all these underscores the need to become all things, as Paul said to all people, in order to reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The inevitable cross-cultural quality, as one who has worked with missionaries for more than 30 years, 
I would still say the two most important qualities of a cross-cultural gospel communicator is love and humility. Remember Apostle Paul when he went with the people of Athens among the Greeks in Acts chapter 17. Paul took the time to know his host culture's religious beliefs. And in a non-contensenting manner, he told them in verse 22 and 23, Men of Athens, it seems that in every way you are very religious. As I walked around in your city, I found among your objects of worship an altar with an inscription to a non-God. Now that you worship, now what you worship is something unknown I am going to proclaim to you. Then Paul proceeded and presented the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul did not begin by disrespecting their religious beliefs. You could imagine the consequences Paul would have gotten himself into. And he began by saying, the one you call unknown is not really no God at all. Could you imagine the consequences of that statement? That could have blocked his, his communication channel immediately. So as we said last week, Paul saw the aspects of God's image among the Athenians and was able to use it as a bridge to communicate the gospel. When we love people, we can see, we can see positive qualities in their lives. Another example is when Paul went to the, to the Thessalonians. Notice what he said in Thessalonians 2, 6 to 8. We were not looking for praise for men, not from you or anyone else. As apostles of Christ, we are... We have been abandoned. We have been abandoned to you. We could have been abandoned to you, but we were gentle among you, like a mother caring for her children. We loved you so much that we are delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you had become dear to us. The experience of sharing the gospel with another, with a mother. I went through an experience in Kenya, sharing the gospel with a mother and her own children. And we said outside the house, when the husband came and found me, he told, him, he told the wife, give him tea and let him go. I invited him to join us and listen, but he refused and proceeded on to work in his coffee farm. Later, I joined him at the farm where we talked and pruned coffee for almost two hours. During the two hours, I did not share the gospel with him. But came again, and this time he listened. Later he gave his life to Christ, and his daughter took care of my firstborn baby. Like love, being gentle and humble never fails. In communicating, in communicating the gospel across cultures, love stands above all else. May God richly bless us and make us to be humble channels of his love.